magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Tuesday, November 28th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Here we go again. You did this to me what? last hour. What are you doing now? I'm just sitting here looking at you read the news. No, no, no. You've got that look. Well, look, what's on your mind? No, I, Out with it. I, it's not. It's. I mean, it's not. That, I mean, it is a big deal to me. It's probably not to the rest of our audience, but hey, it's half my show, right? Mm-hmm. So Correct. Uh, my, my daughter is five months old today. Oh, she is. I keep track of all of these things. Yeah. I am a number dates person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and my daughter has made it five months so that was a smile that was a proud dad face well i also just try to think of things that will totally throw you off because i feel like we do our best radio when you're Mm -hmm. hit with things that you totally don't expect is she crawling yet she's getting close she was doing uh what appeared to be uh, this was at three in the morning so i was a little uh groggy Mm -hmm. but it appeared she was doing scoots yeah it wasn't a crawl yeah and it was more like she was using her head to mm-hmm. move to, to, get, to get it going um i know she's been doing a lot of tummy time right yeah absolutely she's yeah. got a crazy she can sit up she can do all the mm-hmm. things now she's just knocking wood just progressing just fabulously and has been incredibly blessed by god that she's doing so well but last night i was like well that's different mm-hmm. and so it's not really a crawl yet but it is the momentum the, the evolution mm-hmm. of the crawl and i feel like the crawl is right around the corner you know what so many parents are so excited when they start walking and crawling and hang oh gosh then yeah. they're gonna be mobile and it's a lot harder to parent it is and then you've got to keep track it's like she has the bassinet and mm-hmm. she's at the point now where she can get her arm and leg out of the bassinet mm-hmm. she can't quite crawl out yet but mm-hmm. it's like king kong climbing the empire <laughs> state building and so now you cannot even leave her in the bassinet unattended which means i have to do a lot more parenting yes yes it's all on you now rob it is seven minutes after 10 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc so president biden's poll numbers keep getting worse you know this month we started off with that new york times siena college poll and it showed trump ahead in four of the six swing states but now all indicators saying oh boy it's getting worse for biden worse among the latest surveys this month (laughs) 13 different pollsters Biden's position is worse than all of the previous polls. Okay, so... so He's losing it all but two. So yesterday, Frank Reich was fired again. By the way, Frank Reich has made like a gajillion dollars being a terrible football coach. And, it, you know... There's another one. We did a long segment on this yesterday related to Tom Allen about how this is why people get sideways and squeamish on capitalism not because they're lazy loafers who want to sit on the couch all day, but a guy working in a factory or a janitor or, you know, you know, lifting heavy boxes says, well, gosh, darn it. I show up every day and I do the job my employer does to their satisfaction and I can barely pay my bills. This guy stinks at his job and is going to get 15 and a half million dollars. And Frank Reich is another example of that, where you just have a guy getting a grotesque amount of money, not his fault. He should totally get as much money legally. Legally as he can, no problem there. But my, my point in all this is Frank Reich was fired for basically the same reasons twice. And that reason is not only have you failed at your job, 
But in the case of the Panthers and probably the Colts, if, if you could get Jim Irsay in a coherent moment these days, that's after the... Did you see the Thanksgiving tweet storm that Jim Irsay went on? Yeah. Wow, yikes. Um, and somehow that just drifted away and isn't a bigger story, but whatever. I think both... David Tepper, who owns the Panthers, and Jim Irsay, who owns the Colts, would tell you it's also the lack of faith in progress going forward. So, like, Frank Reich was given the duty of Bryce Young is the number one pick in the draft. We've traded all these picks to the Bears to get this guy. Not only is your job, we don't expect you to win a Super Bowl this year, but we expect to see tangible progress in this guy and we expect to see hope and optimism that if we are able to do a b and c in free agency this next year and through the draft our team will be nearing playoff contention the panthers stink they're currently the worst team in the nfl so not only are you not good there's no progress or minimal progress with the guy who is your number one pick it's the same thing with biden Mm -hmm. it's not the conditions are bad right conditions come and conditions go and they come for democrats and they come for republicans It's the lack of hope and optimism that we're turning a corner or this policy was just instituted. And if we give it six months or we give it three months, it's going to make everything better. People don't feel that hope and optimism in this country, which is why there's nothing he's going to do that's going to make his poll numbers climb because the things he's prepared to do are not going to make the country better. Well, the Inflation Reduction Act, when was that? Last year? Yeah, that's right. It's been a year now. Has it? reduced inflation? No, not at all. Prices are not coming down, but it's more than just that. Uh, Everybody will say, hey, it's the economy, it's the economy, but he's also losing younger voters and a, a lot too. But his approval ratings, they're headed downward. So there's the favorability factor. There's the likability factor. So you've got a bad economy. You've got high inflation. You've got him losing younger voters. You have all of his favorability ratings all in the toilet. All of these things are bad for him. Plus, he's been slipping in the polls for months. So as you mentioned, he's on a downward trend and it doesn't seem how is he going to pull himself out? He's not. Government is poison. And Joe Biden should be the latest example of how the idea of government to a somewhat uninformed person or not intricately involved person might sound good in the abstract. So, hey, the government should blah, blah, blah. And the person who doesn't understand history or the realities of government might listen to that and go, yeah, you know what? You're right. Blah, blah, blah. Government should. But the reality is that government, by its design, government, I mean, think about the the guardrails the founders put around government from the conception of this country. It wasn't like we founded a country and then all of these guardrails were put in. The guardrails came first. The guardrails were part of the debate of founding the country because the founders knew what a toxin and a poison government was and how almost everything it gets involved in in their day, 240 years ago or today, Mm -hmm. is going to fail. I'm not going to tell you specifically what this is yet because somebody else has been told they can break this story and I'm going to let them do it. But there was a thing a couple of years ago on the show before you were here where uh, the government, a local government was proposing to do something incredibly large and incredibly stupid. And we, we, me, 
and our, said this is a disaster and it will totally fail if the government does it. If the private sector does it, it will succeed. If the government tries to do it, it will fail. And there were people in this community who were up in arms that we were publicly talking about it. It created all sorts of a media frenzy on this thing. It had got people super engaged to write letters against the thing. And it all the thing ultimately failed. And people, as they always do, they said really horrific, awful, terrible things about me that I hate children and I want kids to die and I want kids to suffer and blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, what this will do is it will force the private sector. It will force the people who want this to engage the private sector. And not only will it get done, it will succeed much better than if the government had done it. Well, Casey, I was informed last night that Mm -hmm. this thing Mm -hmm. that we promised, if the government declined this, that it would force the people to do it, and they will do it bigger, and they will do it better. And I was told last night, dun-da-da-da, it's going to get done without any public money going into the process, and everyone's very happy, and it's going to be great. It's no different than these stupid referendums. Oh, Brownsburg, kids could die in the hallways if we don't raise taxes by $100 million. Okay, I'll call your bluff. Well, Casey, we didn't raise the taxes, Mm -hmm. and what happened? No kids have died in the hallways, and there's still construction like it's going out of style. (laughs) You don't need the government. The government is a poison. It is a toxin. It, it, it It is a death sentence to anything it gets involved with and anything it touches. And Joe Biden's problem is every solution involves more government, which has created the problem. Do you need new wrapping paper for Christmas? Because if you do, Donald Trump has some that he would like for you to purchase. (laughs) Of course he does. Are you ready for this? Yes. He's unveiled wrapping paper with his mugshot on it. Oh, no. Yes, it's part of his Christmas collection. Uh, He said he's instructed their team to begin shipping out free rolls of this limited edition wrapping paper to any patriot who contributes $47 (laughs) or more. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You got to pay $47 Mm -hmm. for wrapping paper? Yep. You get uh, you get a free roll of wrapping paper, and it's a black and white photo of his mugshot. He's wearing a red Santa hat. Okay, you you strike me as someone who is into wrapping presents. Well, sure, I'll, yeah. I'll wrap a present. Because you're a woman, yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> you're a woman, and wrapping paper is. Kev, is Kev still here? Kev, yeah. get in on this with me. <laughs> Wrapping paper is the biggest ripoff imaginable. True or false? Yeah, why would you use wrapping paper when you could just throw it in a bag? Exactly. I mean, you're going to... See, no, no, the no. bag costs just as much money. No, no, no. He's talking well, like I, a bag, you, like a Walmart bag or something. Yeah, something like that. Or, you know, I, I save my gift bags mm-hmm. from over the yeah, years, sure. so I recycle a lot of that stuff. I do, I, I do that, too. Wrapping... Yeah. Think about it. You spend all of this money. What is an actual roll of wrapping paper cost? Depends on how many feet you have, but it could be anywhere from $2.50 to $5. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And the whole premise of this is something that is going to be just ripped to shreds sure. and then thrown in the trash. Right. It's about presentation, though. You want it to look nice, right? But it's going to end up the same place, Casey, <laughs> which is ripped to shreds and in the trash. See, we don't we do not do gifts in, in my family because it's like if we want something, we just get it throughout the course of the year. Sure. The reason for the season is mm-hmm. Jesus and the birthday, all the credit goes to the mother because she did all the work. That's mm-hmm. how we view stuff in my family. But thank you, Kevin. The, what a racket the wrapping paper <laughs> industry is. And I'm glad we got to talk about this today. $47 for wrapping paper, Casey. Yes, but it has Donald Trump's picture on it. <laughs> it's going to end up in the trash. I think there's a lot of people who would think that that's pretty funny. I mean, you want to talk about stirring up things during Thanksgiving, bringing <laughs> politics can, into the dinner. You could like frame that 
and probably hang it up on the wall or something. There's nothing that says celebrating Jesus's birthday quite like a mugshot yeah, of Kev. Donald Trump. Very good. Right? Okay, so I am right though. The wrapping paper thing is a is a sex thing. Women are way more into <laughs> wrapping paper than men, right? I mean, that's a. If you I'm say not, so. I, I mean, does Jim is Jim a present wrapper? He'll wrap. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not skilled at it, but he'll wrap. You have, sure. You have a grown child, so do you still do presents, or are you just like, here, I got you this thing? No, I'll still wrap really? a present for her. Wow. Yes. What about- It's my, it's my child. Really? Yes. yes. Still, you go to all that, just like, here, what? Yes. Wow. <laughs> You, why do you find that hard to believe? Because it's just that a, I would get my daughter a gift. Well, no, it's not that you got her. It. It's not that you got her a gift. It's that you just go to all that effort because it's such a racket. <laughs> it's just such a racket. Sorry, that's the way. I it mean, is. I get it. you live in a high rise, so what's five dollars here, ten dollars there on wrapping paper? Think, it's not uh, that big of a deal. Oh, I, I think the majority of people would say yes that they would wrap their really? Christmas gifts. You think so? Okay, well, let's put it out there. Are you? <laughs> Team uh, Rob and Kev, which is the gift is what matters. Do it in the most well, economical sure the way. Gift is what matters, right? Are you? Let's but do. The I, lead people mo- are still. It's it's what you do in the society now, Rob. Is you wrap gifts. Are you? T- how very 1950s of you, Casey. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you? Are you Team Rob and Kev, which is just put it in whatever bag you have available mm-hmm. and hope the person realizes it's the effort of the gift mm-hmm. or are you team Casey which is 93 hours and 93 dollars mm-hmm. to present something mm-hmm. that'll end up in the trash two minutes later hey you know what I'm a big fan of cash in an envelope that's yeah, the bingo. best gift of Thank all you. Yes. stockings <laughs> do people use stockings anymore yeah uh, yes, people use stockings. But that's now, for like candy. No, those and those stuff things like don't get wrapped. Things that go in the stocking don't get wrapped. Right. That's yeah. an easy way to. If you're too lazy to wrap anything, you can just yeah. throw it in the stocking. Get a stocking. Good idea, Kev. Glad you're with us this morning. I've got a lot of good ideas. <laughs> it's 18 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 22 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob, would you consider yourself a workaholic? Uh, I do enjoy work, Mm -hmm. but that's because I figured out a way to get paid to do my hobbies. Yeah, you like what you do. I mean, think about what I get money for. Mm -hmm. I get money on (laughs) one job to come here and talk for three hours a day. Mm -hmm. And then my other job, I get money to go hang out at the golf course and play with alcohol. Okay. I mean, it's a pretty... I worked very hard at figuring out how to not have to work, how to get money for doing nothing. Okay, so maybe you're really not a workaholic then. Because there's a new study out, and it says that workaholics are actually addicts who don't really enjoy their jobs. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Even if it's their dream job. They say that these people are, are hostile they have a lot of anxiety and guilt when they don't work. Okay, so I definitely- you've mentioned that you have guilt I de- when you don't work. I'm sort of, okay, I've changed a lot over the years, mm-hmm. Casey. Believe it or not, I used to be a little high strung. <laughs> what were the three things again? What were, what were these three things? Uh, hostile, uh, anxious, and guilty. Okay, so this is one of the reasons, because people all the time say, when are you going back to politics? What are you going to, and the mm-hmm. answer is probably never, because I was- all of those things mm-hmm. when I was in government and in politics. And I loved politics and I loved the idea of better government, but it made me a hyper, hyper, hyper level of those things all at once. And 
I don't I don't say this lightly uh, when I say I, I made the choice because I knew I was going to drop dead of a heart attack or a stroke by the time I was 35. I still really like coming to work each day, but I, as I've aged and your life changes, I am now capable of not working. Like I'm capable of leaving here. You can shut it off. And shutting it off mm-hmm. and then resuming our regularly scheduled programming. I'm, <laughs> as Casey will vouch, I'm always on time. Mm-hmm. I'm always professional. We produced for our employer to the level they are very satisfied with, but I'm not I mean, I used to be a radio, like a radio nerd or radio, like I used to live in the studios. I used to, whatever I did, as I've aged and you have a family and you have a kid, you have to, you have to, as a, a high functioning human being, you have to say, hey, these other things are actually more important than than this thing. And you don't realize they're actually more important until you have mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. So I've always been told, and I think this is true, that when it comes to work, you want to work for somebody who has something else going on in their life. And that's one of the great things about our boss, yeah, David Wood, because I know he has other things going yes, on in his many. life. Yeah. So you don't want to work for a boss who's constantly just 100% about the job. Yeah. Because that's going to wear off on you. We have both worked for these, uh, Casey and I, we didn't work together, but we worked for years ago, the mm-hmm. same radio station owner. Mm-hmm. And that guy would be a guy who you would say had nothing else had going nothing on. Nothing else, right? And, and how, how was he to work with? <laughs> Not so great, right? Because it was all consuming to right, him. Right. But if you work for somebody who has other things, like you know their family or their pets or right. pickleball or uh, whatever else they're involved in, it it they can leave their job. It, at the door. It's also to do something else. And and I never experienced so, you know, my first 10 years of my professional life, I owned my own business, uh, businesses, plural. So you live in that Mm 24-7 by force, not by choice, because if you want to eat, you got to keep producing. And then when I went to work for the state was the first time I'd ever really worked for someone outside of a radio environment, which you don't really work. We did with that guy, but uh, you know, and it's, that was a very eye-opening experience uh, for me. But one of the things that remember when Urban One bought us, that's been what a year and a half ago now ish, mm-hmm. and all the people, that's it for WIBC. Oh, they're going to go hard left. Oh, probably be a format flip right. all over for Rob and Casey right. and Tony. And, and look, we're still here. It was we're last st- September. We're still doing great. Yeah. And they, even more so maybe than the previous employer in terms of the show content leave us alone Mm -hmm. like they look at the ratings and say these are great thank you have a nice day good luck if you need to work 12 hours to achieve this great if you can do it in five hours great whatever it is thanks have a nice life urban one is in a weird way from a just purely programming standpoint been a perfect owner been a perfect company to work for because they have recognized wow you guys have tons of sponsors they're super loyal and your politics are your politics and just keep those checks coming in, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. And so it, this has actually been the most refreshing job I've ever had because it's enabled me to be in an environment where as long as I succeed, I can choose when to turn it on and turn it off. And that's totally 
new for me and I'm a much happier person. <laughs> and this is why when you people are like, you should run for no, I'm not going to. <laughs> and you're you're better to work with when you're happy. But that's the thing. <laughs> if if you're looking for a job, one of the things that you should ask during an interview yeah. is what does the potential employer boss what do they have in their life outside of work? Question. Because you want to work for somebody who's also got other stuff going on. The great philosopher Del Griffith uh, mm-hmm. once said, of course, uh, Del Griffith, shower ring salesman, American light and fixture, uh, fixture um, as, as he once said, like your work, love your wife. Yeah. Go, go home every day. <laughs> 28 minutes after 10, and we've got your voicemails coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. your voicemails, questions, comments, smart remarks, the phone number 317-684-8444. And we start off with a phone call. Somebody wanted to uh, talk about polls. We've been talking about a lot about polling lately. And uh, somebody was uh, wondering about uh, a poll that we haven't seen yet. Oh, yeah. How exciting. Uh, and I think it's a good one. I like his idea. All the polls that go out about Donald Trump are either against his Republican opponents or against Joe Biden. There's a lot of talk that the Democrats are going to play some shenanigans and replace Biden. And Biden possibly could be involved in this himself. So what I would like to see is what kind of polling does Trump do against, like, Gavin Newsom? What kind of polling does he do against Michelle Obama? Those are the two names that's being thrown about that would replace Biden. Just a random thought here. I just wonder, you know, just what it is that seems like the Democrats want Trump for the nominee, and then they're going to play some games just to uh, and get somebody else to run against him that can actually beat him. Shenanigans? What? My shocked face. Well, it's a great question, Casey, mm-hmm. that this guy raises, which is mm-hmm. there, that Trump does well against Biden. Well, everyone does well against Biden because it becomes an anti-Biden vote. It becomes, hey, we cannot have a delusional old fool running this country for another four years because he's probably not going to make it physically. And now, I don't mean in the sense of, like, I think he's going to pass away. I'm just saying physically, he whatever is left of him being able to do this job, probably not going to last four years. And in the time he's in there, he could do even more damage than he's already done. Once you remove that, because the polling shows, weird, this is weird to me, but his delusional, him being a delusional old fool hurts him a lot more than him being a corrupt old fool. Mm-hmm. And um, once you remove Biden from the equation... Where does Trump sit? Well, I think Trump has a very, very hard time winning against somebody who's not Biden. Mm -hmm. And and maybe they'll be – I'll be proven incorrect. And maybe you'll be proven incorrect that it's not actually some – 
scheme and scam to get to the convention. Oh, I think it's a brilliant theory, though, and I've told several people. I give you full credit, by the way, every oh, time I you. tell people that. I say, well, nice. Casey thinks. That way, if it's wrong, right. it's, not, it's, not, it's not on me. <laughs> it's on me. Uh, but, but how does? Because Trump has not offered, and this is where I come back to, Trump has not offered a vision for the next four years. So if you're voting for Trump, you're either voting essentially out of revenge for 2020, which many people are, mm-hmm. or you're voting against Biden. Biden. Well, coalition build the revenge and against Biden people, you've got a guy who can get over the hump probably. Now, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., we'll see what happens with that. However, head to head, Trump can get over the hump, likely. However, once you remove part of the coalition from the from the equation, which is the, the anti-Biden, the vote. anti-Biden people. Mm-hmm. Now Trump not only does he not get over that; it's not even. Cl- my guess would be it's not even close. You think so? I mean, you've got. It's just like why Trump won the first time, and this was the great misread from Donald Trump. Donald Trump didn't win because of Donald Trump. Now, no, he won because it was Hillary Clinton. Exactly, absolutely. Yeah. He got. I've always said Trump was the perfect guy to run against Hillary because she was the only person he could have beaten and he was the only person who could have beaten her. Because to beat the Clintons, it took chemical ground warfare. The thing like where he put all of Bill Clinton's accusers in the front row at one of the debates. I mean, those are sort of things that Trump, that needed to be done against the Clintons to remind society of who they were, who she was. And Trump was the only, Ted Cruz wasn't going to do that or Marco Rubio wasn't going to do that. But Trump, only one, and the polling bears it out, and obviously look at what happened in 2020, because she was so unlikable. And rightfully so, she's horrific. So the first ladies are all going to be at Rosalind Carter's funeral, um, I, I believe, which is today. Yes. So you've got Melania Trump is going to be there, Jill Biden is going to be there, Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Laura Bush. They're all going to be there to mourn their predecessor. And I bring this up because he mentioned Michelle Obama. Everybody knows who Michelle Obama is. Um, now the internet is arguing over who is the best first lady <laughs> And why? What are the what are the qualifications you want in your first lady? Nothing, because they're not an elected person. Right. They're 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 married, or the, it would be the same thing. So you're a sexist if it's a first man. If Nikki Haley were to become the president, sure. Uh, you you're you are an unelected person. If you want to have a cause du jour, remember it used to be like Nancy Reagan, say no to drugs. Right. Okay, Just say no. Cool. That's a that's a thing. I think we should all wrap our arms around that and even regardless of whatever your view on marijuana is for adults that young kids should not be experimenting with drug use or alcohol consumption and everybody can wrap their arms around that and go hey that's phenomenal we all agree, all agree with this or if it's uh i think laura bush's was like learn to read mm-hmm. cool i think we all have a vested interest in young kids being able to read and, and write and know their abcs but it seems like with the Democrat first ladies, far more than the Republican first ladies, because don't forget, Rosalind Carter was was incredibly involved mm-hmm. in Jimmy Carter's administration. She sat in on cabinet meetings. And and the disaster that that was. And then you had Hillary, which was the, the original universal health care thing that flamed out. Mm-hmm. You had Michelle Obama, who was essentially trying to govern whatever your kid could eat in a vending machine. Um, it just seems like the Democrat first ladies 
are far more involved and far more nasty in their involvement in many cases compared the to the, the Republican women. Yeah, I was going to say, by those standards, um, your favorite or best first lady of those attending the uh, funeral of Rosalind Carter would be Laura Bush and Melania Trump. Yeah, however, Laura, Bush, the less Laura Bush ran over a guy, though, so, you know. How does, um, she, how does that never come up? But... You know, he mentioned, okay, so that phone call, he mentioned Michelle Obama, so a lot of people know who Michelle Obama is. Do enough people know who Gavin Newsom is and what he stands for to get an accurate polling? No, but they would if he were the guy, right? Because the 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 mainstream national media would immediately Yeah, latch on to him. Go into full on campaign mode on his behalf. And this is what the Republicans and they apparently Republican primary voters just simply don't care. And sometimes, Casey, your hate and your rage for whatever it might be is so strong that it blinds you from um, from making sound choices. And I think everybody is guilty of this at some point in their life, whether it's relationships or it's business or it's career, whatever it might be, where you're simply you've decided I am not going to fill in the blank. And even if just letting go and going on to something else ends up being the better thing for you and your loved ones, people just say, I'm not going to fill in the blank. And in this case, I'm not going to is I'm not going to let the Democrats get away with stealing the 2020 election. Yeah, but there's tons of data that shows, first of all, Donald Trump wasn't all that great of a president to begin with and didn't do a whole bunch of stuff he promised to do and really, really set the country back in terms of what he did during COVID. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to let him get away with the stealing the 2020 election. Yeah, but there's these other people over here who you as a conservative or liberty person would, would give you much more of what you claim to want from your government. I'm not going to let them get away with stealing the 2020 election. And the reality is, if Biden is not the candidate, whether it's Michelle Obama or it's Greasy Gavin mm-hmm. or whoever it is, the spin machine is going to be so strong that it would be very, very hard for someone who can't coalition build, which Donald Trump can't, much of it due to his own doing based on the way he treats the people he runs against. If you're a Ron DeSantis supporter, and there's many people who will say, look, we can't have Biden in there, so I got to vote for this guy. But you're alienating mm-hmm. needlessly. Mm-hmm. Like Ron DeSantis did nothing wrong to you. He was incredibly respectful. He was polite. He was in many ways gave great deference to you. He did nothing. He's not Chris Christie. Nikki Haley, uh, same thing. She worked under you. She now she said horrific things, but you chose to bring her in. You, if you're going to bring a vampire into your house, you can't be mad if the vampire bites you. And yet, it's just this needless. Bur- you're winning by fifty points. Mm-hmm. 50 points, Casey. He doesn't need to do it. So, um, well, the country may have an opportunity to learn more about Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis, for that matter, because they do have that debate coming up Thursday night. Are you going to watch that? I will watch it because you know how I feel about Ron DeSantis, and I want to hear how, it's you on, know. Is it Fox News or is it Fox? If it's Fox News, see, I got a problem. It, I got a problem here. Well, isn't Hannity? Well, yeah, but I didn't know if this thing is like big enough where they said, hey, we're going to put this on network television. It's got to be. We'll look it up during the break. If it's Fox News, I got a big problem because I don't have cable. Oh, okay. Well, you can hear it right here on WIBC because we're going to be airing it. Great. Great, 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 great. And that's Thursday night. I love that. Um, All right. Let's do just one more phone call. Hey, Jack, let's uh, skip the one called Joe and go to the one called Eagle, if we can. Um, uh, They had the Eagle fly. The Eagles. The Eagle. The Eagles. (laughs) During the national anthem at the Colts game. And somebody called with a comment about that. Casey, the Colts 
military appreciation. I mean, they've had the Eagle name challenger a few times before. The last time I remember was like in, I believe, 20. Thank you. Okay, so that's not the first time that they have had an Eagle at the Colts game. This one was called Indy. And he tours a lot of the NFL games. Oh. He's part of Auburn's Raptor Center. Can you, can you, like, so with the dog, I can say, Bruce, no, Bruce, come, Bruce, sit. Mm-hmm. And he will do those basic things. Mm-hmm. Can you do that with an eagle? Can you say, Indy, come? Well, they train him more with um, signals and food. Ah. Um, but this one has flown at three Philadelphia Eagles games. The Eagles. The Eagles. Flying at the Eagles. Do you know the phrase uh, <laughs> fed up? Like if you say yeah, you're, aren't you that, you're, 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 you're the, fed up with something. You're that with me on a daily basis. That comes from falconry and training. From what? Falconry. What which the is, hell is that? Well, that's what, like having that eagle fly in the stadium. Oh, there's a name for that. Yeah, it's it's a sport. You can train these. It's a sport? Yeah. What, is there some sort of, like, con- like competition? No, no not, not sporting, like, competing, but training the birds and hawks and uh-huh. eagles, things like that. It's called falconry. Oh. And the How do you phrase, know all this? Because I've done it. Oh, you've been it, a you've been a falcon. A, er, yeah, breed. I've had it land on my on my arm. Yeah. Um, and the phrase "fed up" comes from that because that's how they train the birds. And when the bird is up in the tree, it's had enough food. Oh, it's fed up. It doesn't want to come back down and land on your hand. Boy, you are just a plethora of knowledge. Just a, your your mental capacity. <laughs> I don't know how you just keep jamming <laughs> files into that just melon on top of your on top of your shoulders. I know but it's, that's, it's impressive. That's isn't amazing. It? Yeah, it's, it's impressive. unbelievable. Yeah, uh, we've got here who's going to join us next on 93 WIBC. All right, Casey. Yeah. It's going to be a moment. Are you okay. ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. It's going to be one of these moments. Okay. Um, all right. Is the Kendall and Casey show. Hammer will be with us at 1130. Mm-hmm. He took a sledgehammer to his car earlier, it sounds like. <laughs> so he's a little late getting here. So uh, big news came down today where the governor, the esteemed high tax Eric Holcomb, Lockdown McGee, whatever mm-hmm. we want to call him today, yep. uh, has appointed a new, it's called the Comptroller now. Yeah, it uh, used to be the state auditor. By, by the state uh, constitution, it's your, we elect a state auditor, but it is now called the Comptroller. Mm-hmm. Of course, Tara Klutz totally quit on the state uh, just months after being reelected. Yeah, her last day is Thursday. Which is the Indiana Republican Party way now, where we con the voters uh, because we don't want the people to be able to pick. So we have people run again for re-election because they have the power of incumbency. So they don't get challenged or if they do, it's a nominal challenge. And then they win and then they quit. And then party insiders get to pick the, the replacement. The replacement. Sure. And so this happened with Connie Lawson as mm-hmm. secretary of state. Uh, it's now happened with Tara Klutz. It's happened with all sorts of state senators and, and state house reps. This is the new way Republicans do business because they hate you and don't actually trust you and they don't like the people you sometimes pick. So uh, Tara Klutz ran for reelection, didn't tell anybody any inkling. I'm not going to finish my term, served a couple months after being reelected and then gave a middle finger to the state and walked away, which let high tax Holcomb pick the replacement. And he picked, dun da da yeah. Elise Nishala. Uh-huh. Now let's talk about who Elise Nishala is for a moment, because I actually know Elise. And um, Elise ran for state treasurer last year at the convention and was defeated by Daniel Elliott. And so just like uh, Cindy Carrasco, who ran for prosecutor last year and was defeated, uh, 
just keep running for stuff or keep throwing your name out there or keep kissing the right butt. And even though you've been rejected by the voters, if the Republicans like you, they will find a spot for you. So despite the fact that Elise Nishala was defeated by the voters at convention, she was told, like others, her services were not required. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was now picked by the governor because while she was in TV ads for the governor during COVID, she's one of those fake conservatives who sold everybody out and expressed to be conservative. But when it came time to choose between liberty and freedom or kissing the ring finger and being liked inside the establishment. She kissed the ring finger and chose to be liked by the establishment. And it is is now paid off for her because despite being rejected by the voters, she now gets to be the state auditor, well, comptroller, without anybody actually voting for her to be comptroller. Because that, my friends, is Mm -hmm. the Indiana Republican Party way. Mm, Congratulations to her. When does she start her new position? I'm I'm guessing it is uh, very soon here. Mm -hmm. The big announcement was today. And so she will, uh, you know, control a lot lot to do with state finances. It's actually a really powerful position. You know, I worked for three state auditors in a very short period of time, Casey, mm-hmm. so I got a little bit familiar with that office and how it works and kind of the powers that they they have. This happens all the time, Casey, mm-hmm. and it is not accidental. There's no way you're going to convince me that Tara Klutz runs for re-election and then a couple months into her term is like, well, I just had enough of this. I'm out. See you later. You think uh, this was all... Uh, just like with Connie Lawson. Everybody yeah. knew it was going to happen. And who'd he pick? He picked... Uh, Oh, what's her face that got her ass handed to her by Diego at the convention? Destiny. No, 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 no. That was in the general. The the Holly, Holly Sullivan. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. This is gross. This whole thing is gross. That we take we we. It seems deliberately deceive people, and then we let in this case one guy pick the choice, and he picked a loser. <laughs> You're listening to Kelly Casey on 93 WIBC. Highly what? Just said hi. Oh, okay. She knows who I am. Okay. Yeah, I've been to her house. <laughs> I mean, I bet not anymore.